Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. We pray, Lord, help us. And the next day we pray, Lord, have mercy. And the next day we cry, Lord, hear my prayer. Sometimes we're compelled to pray the same thing over and over and over for days and weeks and months or years. And all this really is for our ultimate benefit. His answers are delayed in order that his sovereignty might be established. His God. I mean, he's God, we're not. right? He knows. The Bible says he will not put more on you than he knows you're able to endure. Praise God for that scripture that's got me through more things I could even tell you about. In order that our hearts might be humbled and to ensure that when the answer and the blessing finally does come, he alone will get all the glory for it. Praise the Lord. In our haste or in our frustration or in our desperation, we may try to leave the ark too soon. We may try to unhinge that door or climb out through a window or even knock a hole in the wall. But when we do, we end up slipping and sliding down in the mud and end up in the water. It'd be better that we just wait on God for his answers to appear and to trust that in his perfect time, God will give us what we need when we need it. Because God gives us signs along the way. Just as God gave Noah a sign, he still gives signs and tokens of his grace today. Often it's a scripture or a song repeated at just the right moment. You're wondering about something and a song will pop up on the radio. Or you're wondering about something and someone will call you on the phone and, and, or send a letter that just gives you encouragement when you're ready to give up. God does not always spare us pain in this life. But he gives us tokens, he gives us signs in order to remind us that even in our sadness, even in our times of turmoil, even in our despair, we are never alone and we are never forgotten. And how did God do it? He spoke to Noah again, right? And even though we didn't read it, we covered all the way down here now, Uh, you know, we talked about... You know, the, the ark, the, the, the raven, and the dove, uh, the waters abating from off the earth. And, you know, in, the, in verse 13, it came to pass in the 601st year, the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth. Noah removed the covering from the ark and looked. Behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. And verse 15, and God spoke to Noah. Amen. So all of this, even when Noah could see the ground was dry, he stayed in the ark. Amen. He waited. God's the one who told him to build it. God's the one who told him to go inside, and he's not leaving until God says to leave. You can relate that back to a sermon I had on Elijah when he went and told King Ahab, it's not going to rain till I say so. And then God said, run. Run. Go out to the book Carith and, and stay there 
because that's where your provision's at. And even when the brook dried up, Elijah refused to, re to, to leave because this is where God told him to be. So he's going to stay right there and trust God. And he stayed there until God said, okay, now you can pack up from here and go see this widow woman I got. She's going to take care of you uh, in Sarapath and, and make sure that you're taken care of. This is what Noah did. God told him to stay here. He stayed. And no doubt his kids were like, come on, Dad, let us get out of here. Nope, we're not leaving until God says it's time to go. And you know that's why Noah was waiting on God to speak. You know, the final way God remembered Noah was by speaking to him again. Verse 15, God spoke to Noah. Right? And verse 16 and 17, the Lord instructed Noah to leave the ark now with his family and the animals. As far as we can tell, this is the first time God had spoken to Noah since he told him to go in the ark. One year and whatever amount of days it was. You have to be one of God. Where are you at? Talk to me. Well, God did. He said, all right, time to go. I mean, the year in between had been just basically a time of silence from heaven. That must have been a long year inside the ark, the boat just drifting around on the water. As Noah watched and waited, he went about all his duties. He had work to do when he was on the ark. He just wasn't just sitting there, you know, just like in a rocking chair on the boat. No, he had work to do. His family had work to do. They had to take care of all those animals, okay? But he was probably wondering when the Lord is going to speak to him again. And who could blame him if he felt forgotten? I mean, the same thing happens to us, any of us. You come to a time in your life when you feel forgotten, when you feel alone. You may think that the heavens, you know, just became as brass and all your prayers are just bouncing back at you. You may lack the conscious sense of God's presence in your life. So you feel abandoned, left, like you're just left to face everything on your own. What do you do in situations like that? You do what Noah did. Stay faithful to what you know to be true. Obey the Lord and what he just, the last thing he has told you to do. And just follow the light that you've been given. That he, the light that God, you know, when, when it came time for us to start our radio station, you heard me say this, God had told me like nine months before that, what to do and I'd forgotten I got busy doing other things and then when things started materializing that was forcing me from this one career into what we do now I said Lord what is it you want me to do he said what's the last thing I told you to do I had forgotten I had to go back to my prayer journal and there it was boom boom boom, boom. November I think it was November 6 2008 begin a weekly 30 minute online radio program still didn't know how to do it but I did it. I taught myself how to do it. And this is what we have today because of obeying that one thing. Now, that's why I'm telling you, don't lose encouragement. Follow the light you've been given. Follow the instructions you've been given in the past. If you forget, ask God to bring it back to your remembrance. I mean, day after day, Noah had to get up and take care of the responsibilities of the ark. He did not it didn't matter if he felt like doing it or not. There's nowhere else to go, and the animals had to be taken care of. God had given him a job to do. It had to be done. His feelings, what he felt like, didn't matter. He had to do it. He knew, no one knew, that God had brought him that far. God had provided for him and his family while the rest of the world had been destroyed. He must, he must have known that that God had his best interests at heart. 
And while he waited for the Lord to come speak to him again, he did the only thing he could do. He remained faithful. He did what God had told him to do on a daily basis, taking care of those animals. I mean, years ago, I think when I was at Bible school, I heard it put this way. Do not doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. Praise the Lord. That's good advice. Wait on the Lord. And while you wait, obey as much as you know what to do. When the time comes, God will speak to you again. You cannot rush God. In his time, you'll hear his voice again. But until that day comes, stay faithful. Do your duty. There's no reason to stay in bed and mope all day long. Get up. Do what needs to be done. Just as God spoke to Moses again, just as he spoke to Noah again, God will speak to you and I in due time as well. Hallelujah. But we're not done there. All right? <laughs> I love this. God spoke to Noah, verse 15, Go forth the dark, you, your son, your sons, your wives with you. Bring forth all the animals with you. Verse 18, Noah went forth, his sons, his wife, his wives with him, every animal down there with them. And verse 20, Noah built an ark, an altar unto the Lord. What does that mean? Noah remembered God. Although Genesis 8 is primarily in verse 1, God remembering about Noah, it also contains wonderful truth about how Noah remembered God. I say in verse 15 through 17, God tells him, hey, it's time to leave taking the family and all the animals off the boat, getting ready to repopulate the earth. You know, it says, so Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his son's wives, right? All the animals, all the creatures that, that move around, uh, you know, on all the birds, everything else. They all came out of the ark, one kind after another. I don't think we appreciate how much courage it really took for Noah to leave there. I mean, granted, He's ready to go. I'd, I'd have been ready to go, right? I've already pointed out that the ark was crowded, cramped, kind of smelly, right? Uh, but it had been his home. He was safe there. His family was safe there. Now they were leaving the known for the unknown. The world they'd known and, and left when they got on the ark, it was gone forever. It was not the same. The cities were gone. The roads were gone. The homes were gone. The people were gone. The geography had changed. Landmarks were all different. Nothing looked the same. Every single thing was new. It would have been easier just to say, you know what? This is home. You know, we've got dry ground here. We'll just stay here. We'll just, you know, we'll let all the animals out and then we'll have this huge place. We'll clean it up. This will be our home. You know, this is what we're going to do. It took courage for Noah to step out of the ark into a brand new world. It meant leaving behind safety and security. Inside the ark, they knew they were safe. So leaving the ark meant trusting God for a totally unknown future. That's a step of faith itself. Sometimes, oftentimes, God calls us to do things that are hard. It may even seem impossible. I mean, with what we're doing right now with our ministry, if God would have shown me this back 27 years ago, no, there's that's an impossibility. Well, with God, all things are possible. God doesn't show you the end result in the beginning. 
He takes you one step at a time. You know, in order to climb a flight of stairs in the dark, you don't need to see the top landing. You just need to see the next step and take that step by faith and then the next step by faith and then the next step by faith. Eventually, you'll get to the top where you can see everything. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I got it now. It's scary. I know. It's unnerving because once we leave the familiar, we can never go back again. How many of you had to quit a job and move to a new town in order to take a better job? And you were hoping and praying that this new job would really work out. You know, I hate change. That's me personally. I do not like change in my life. My family understands that completely. You're so old-fashioned, Dad. But that's what I am comfortable with, all right? Some of you are the same way. You know, if you had to pack up and quit your job, pack up, move the family to a new town, maybe all the way across the country, you're hoping this new job is as good as what it sounds like it was. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. You're, you know, you're hoping that you find a nice home. You're hoping that the kids have nice schools, you know, that they make nice friends. You're hoping and praying it all works out because you can't go back to what it was. Everything is going to be new. You know, you don't even know your way around town. You got to learn that. All the sites, all the places you need to go, doctors and everything is new. That takes courage to do that. And a resolve and a decision to not look back and second guess this, this anymore. We're just moving forward. Well, for Noah to leave the ark, it was the same thing. It meant embarking on a new life with new dangers, but new opportunities. Noah and his family came out first. That wasn't easy either. I mean, if it had been me, I said, okay, it looks like the ground's dry. Tell you what we're going to do. Uh, Mr. Elephant, you know, slap it on the rear end, say, why don't you go out there first? Take a look around. And then watch and see if it sinks in the mud. All right? Maybe the ground isn't as solid as what we think. It looks, it appears like there's grass out there, but maybe it's still all mud underneath. You, you don't, he, Noah didn't know. But he didn't do that. Noah led the way. And his family followed, the Bible says. After he made sure you know, that, he, he, made, he let all the animals off the ark in an orderly fashion. He just didn't open up all the gates and create a stampede off the ark. No. Just as he organized them going on, he organized them going off as well. It wasn't something that happened in two hours. But that took courage as well, didn't it? I mean, if... Something went bad, he'd have to deal with it. So he made sure it was done in an orderly manner. You know, faith means taking the next step and then trusting God with the results. It's, it's a paradox of life, really, because even though the ark was smelly and cramped, even though our life may have things in it we don't enjoy, we're afraid to leave it. Because it re represents the known. It, it, re it represents what we've come to expect to be normal. Sometimes we pray for a change in our circumstances. And when the moment comes, we're so overwhelmed with fear that we're paralyzed and unable to move. That's why, like in the military, you train the way you will fight. You know... Uh, if 
everyone just work in their office environment for 10, 15 years, and maybe once a year go out and shoot their weapons once or twice, you know, just to requalify. And that's the only experience they had leaving an office environment. And then the war comes, and they're required to survive out in the open, never having any, you know, uh, hard shelter. That you know, they, they sleep in tents or, or you know, little pup tent things are called shelter halves, uh, and operate in wet, cold, miserable conditions, perhaps months and years at a time. If they've never been exposed to that environment, how are they going to survive? That's why in the military you train in the environment what you're going to fight. We used to say when I was in the cavalry, uh, you know, we train to be wet, cold, and miserable, and we're getting good at it, right? But I digress. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.